Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you, and welcome back on board On the Mark. We're delighted to have you with us on this Thursday morning, and we invite you to call when we have open phones at 570-743-9565. Better wait till the music's done. There it goes. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Our hotline number, 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236, but put OTM in at the start of your uh, your message. Uh, big news yesterday, of course, we had a major hearing in Washington, D.C. on child safety and the Internet with Meta's Mark Zuckerberg, TikTok. Talk Xiaoju and ex's Linda Yaccarino about all testifying and really on the hot seat at the Senate Judiciary Committee. We're pleased to have with us CBS's tech expert. I'm going to call him that because we've had Ian on before and he really knows his stuff. After wrapping up nine years with CNET News, where he served as a reporter, then executive editor, running the West Coast office, and then finally editor at large, he's written for the Wall Street Journal and Reuters on tech issues. He knows his stuff. Ian, welcome on board again. Thanks for taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> you deserve it. Did you? What was your overall impression of what happened yesterday from Zuckerberg's apology to the grilling? I thought Lindsey Graham did an incredibly good job. Where, how do you come down on what happened yesterday? Uh, unfortunately, I've seen so many of these hearings at this point that it feels like this is just a annual ritual of uh, tech executives being hauled before Capitol Hill and being yelled at for several hours, and then nothing really happened. And sure enough, at the end of this hearing, the only substantive thing we got out of it, other than that apology from Mark Zuckerberg, which uh, for those who didn't watch, right, uh, I think it was Josh Hawley, the senator, had asked uh, Zuckerberg to apologize to families whose, um, whose children and family members had been uh, very gravely harmed by social media, right? It had pushed them into some very terrible places. And so I think what other, the other thing that came out of it was that even though the Democrats and Republicans on the committee agree that something needs to be done, nothing appears to be getting done. And so as a result, all they're doing is just yelling at these people all the time. And it's, it's frankly frustrating to watch. It is frustrating to watch, but, you know, the way they dodged the questions, I thought they were asked direct questions, particularly uh, Ms. Yaccarino uh, was on the artful dodger, I think. She refused to say yes or no, and Graham asked them a couple of times, do you support this bill, that bill, the other bill? Right. And nobody would give them a straight answer. Nobody would give him a straight answer. Yeah, I mean, look, this is, this is also part of how the tech industry has calculated all of this. And really what has happened is that because very little has happened over, I, I forget what this was, I think Mark Zuckerberg, has, this is his eighth time on Capitol Hill, 
and um, in that time, no regulations have been passed, no no legislation, and so it's kind of you could see it in the conversation. He actually started pushing back as um, I think it was Senator Marsha Blackburn was saying something. He 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 literally interrupted her, which is something that you don't see very often in uh, Congress because most people who are hauled before Congress are worried about the potential for Congress to write laws that will make their lives uncomfortable. But I, I think part of what's going on here now is that this is turning into a live debate <laughs> where the companies are like, we're not going to put up with this anymore. You're not going to write any laws anyway. And it just turns into this really weird mess of time. Well, Senator Graham talked about a number of bills uh, yesterday that had been introduced by both Republicans and Democrats. Have none of them passed? Yep. None of them have passed. And look, I mean, I, I, I hate to, uh, to, to bang this drum so hard, but uh, at a time when Congress's most significant thing it can do in months is just pass a budget, you, you're not surprised that, yeah, they have a lot of ideas and yet they can't get past, get any of them passed. Uh, for the most part, most of the regulations that have affected the tech industry over the last, we'll call it, decade, has been coming from the European Union, right? And we have benefited in parts, right? The privacy laws in the EU have forced tech companies to change. Uh, some of the competition laws that are kicking in this year are forcing Apple and Google to change the way they do things. So, you know, and what's interesting, of course, is that when you listen to the ideas coming from Capitol Hill, they're not new ideas. They're taking the European Union's ideas and they're trying to pass them here. We are just not on the ball in terms of understanding the tech industry on Capitol Hill, right? A lot of them just don't even understand it. And coming up with new ideas that can actually meaningfully address these concerns that people have. Well, Senator Graham talked constantly about the need to be able to sue these tech companies for the damages that they cause. You know, and uh, I think in one point Zuckerberg said, well, they could sue us, but can they sue? Can people sue if they Uh, feel their kids have been damaged by social media? It depends, right? I think this is one of those things where it hasn't been tested in the courts. And, and by the way, you know, again, not to, to bang this drum so hard, but it, how, how telling is it that uh, Lindsey Graham, the senator, is saying, oh, maybe the judicial branch can handle it because right. we're not getting it done. And, uh, you know, the thing is that it hasn't been tested, right? We haven't had a judge decide whether or not people could sue. So someone has to try. But if someone isn't able to, it, very clearly he's wanting to create some sort of Uh, an environment where tech companies who act bad, right, and do do bad things or are aware of the bad things that are happening and don't do enough, that they can feel consequences. And the reality is today, he even admits it. There just isn't a set of consequences that really forces tech companies to act differently. Well, I think he was asking Xiao Chu, is, I may be mispronouncing that, who um, was asking him about how much money they spent. Uh, I think they said $2 billion. They were spending $2 billion at TikTok. And uh, the question became, uh, well, how much do you make? And he said he wasn't willing to release right. his company's financials over the, you know, in public. But, you know, what, what are, is, is what they're doing effective at all in their trying to, you know, they're touting all these things they've done to try and make it safer for kids. 
are they effective? Are they working? You know, or, or are they are these guys just blowing smoke? That's the tough part. They are unbelievably effective in some ways and completely frustratingly not effective in others. So a great example is that Microsoft and Facebook and a number of other companies have worked on technology that it, you can look it up. It's called photo DNA. It's amazing. And what it can do is it actually is able to identify child exploitation imagery and before it's even put onto a website. Right, And as it's being uploaded, it immediately identifies it. It stops it from being posted. And it's, it's been a game changer. A lot of the technologies that have been around identifying hate speech, and I'm not, I'm not talking about let's debate politics here. I'm talking about no kidding around, like, you know, ISIS trying to recruit people stuff, that a lot of those technologies have come from Silicon Valley, and they have made life better. At the same time, there are these constant issues, especially around how people interact online, right? Harassment, and we're talking about harassing people to the point where they are suddenly feeling like they may not want to live anymore. And th that type of stuff is where the industry really seems to just constantly fall down. Well, what surprised me uh, is looking at something like Facebook, which on the surface seems rather innocuous and, you know, a great way to keep up with people's grandchildren and their pets and what's going on in their lives and in some cases what they had for dinner last night. But I've been told that there are places on Facebook, and I did make a small search knowing we were going to be talking about this this morning, and I found some pictures that I found inappropriate, and I think anybody right. could find them, you know, and what are they doing? If they're doing something to stop children from being exploited, what are they doing to keep them from being exposed to content that might be beyond their ability to, to process it? Well, for the most part, you're not supposed to be able to sign up for Facebook until you're 13. And they actually ask you to verify that you're above the age of 13 when you sign on. Now, I know a lot of people who just click the button anyway, so that doesn't help a lot. Right. But they do, but they do try to set rules around it, right? Because based on your age that you tell Facebook you are, it is going to tell you, oh, this, this, this group is uh, more for adults and stuff like that, right? But just like when you know back when we were trying to lock down tvs you may remember the the parent controls that people tried to put on tvs for a while and all these other things there's only so far that a lot of these companies can go and taking down illegal stuff is hard enough as we've discussed right like actually illegal stuff that you find offensive is even harder and the truth of the matter is that part of what facebook is dealing with is there are billions of people using it every day. And when you have billions of people doing anything in one place every day, it's really messy and tough. No argument there. Well, Snapchat broke ranks ahead of the hearing and is backing a federal bill that would create a legal liability for apps and social platforms that recommend yep. harmful content to minors. Uh, Zuckerberg talked a lot about what they're doing to keep uh, the app stores safe. Um, is this effective, what they're proposing, this law? Well, it's hard to tell if it is effective because, you know, unfortunately, as with a lot of these ideas, we don't really know until it's implemented. It sounds like a good idea, right? And, and it seems like something that could force the tech industry to be a lot more on it in terms of taking care of things. And, you know, during this hearing, we saw Senator uh, Blumenthal's office released uh, internal documents from Facebook showing times 
when Mark Zuckerberg had decided not to invest further into dealing stuff uh, with stuff like child uh, abuse. So, you know, there is definitely an argument you could make where if they are held legally responsible, or even if you could sue Mark Zuckerberg yourself, maybe he, when he was presented with that question of whether they should invest more, he would say yes. So I think that is part of what they're trying to do is basically create incentives to force the companies to do the right thing. But I don't know whether or not that would end up working because we've seen a lot of good intention laws end up not doing what we hoped. Or unintended consequences to those laws. Yeah. Certainly that's happened more often yeah. than once. I thought Josh Hawley made an interesting point when he asked Zuckerberg if he would personally uh, contribute to the uh, or allow himself to be sued by the families of those people that have been harmed. But, you know, in terms of numbers, is there any research that shows, and Zuckerberg made the statement that there was no direct link between social media and behavior, I think it was his point, or, or bad behavior, or I mean, something with kids. But, you know, can, can the, is there a study that shows how many people have actually been harmed and percentage-wise, and what the major number of things that harm constitutes, for example, bullying, uh, body shaming, whatever it is that are driving kids to you know, co commit suicide or other bad acts? There's a lot of survey data out there that shows people feel as though the Internet has gotten worse. And that is, that, that is really, like, most of the data we have is survey data. Obviously, we have a lot of data from crime databases about the number of people who have said, you know, they were, they were pushed to the brink because of social media. But all of that stuff is kind of anecdotal, right? We don't have any hard numbers, partially, by the way, because Facebook, Twitter, all of these companies have decided not to allow researchers as easy of access to their data as they once did. You know, when uh, a couple of years ago, when it was a lot easier for researchers to come through the data on Facebook, they were able to learn a lot about how things worked. And this was back when we started talking about disinformation campaigns and in interference in our election because we could point to it actually happening. But because it was embarrassing, honestly, for a lot of these companies, they locked down access. And so researchers don't have as much information anymore, which leaves us in this place where I can't tell you that there's hard data about how many people have been affected. There are a lot of really heartbreaking stories, but that doesn't, you know, first thing Mark Zuckerberg would say is he'd say, yeah, but there are billions of people using Facebook. You only have three stories of people. And that that's partially true, but I think that those people's lives should matter too. What about parental responsibility? And are, are families supposed to trust the media or tr trust these companies to protect their children? Or do parents, should parents play a more active role? I think there's no debate that parents need to be active in this conversation. And in fact, I, I look toward a lot of the parent groups that have been critical of Facebook. And they say, in, you know, on one hand, Facebook absolutely needs to do its job and it is not doing enough. On the other hand, that does not also absolve parents from responsibility of being involved in their children's lives. And look, I've got kids myself. I know how hard it is to get them to even do stuff like brush their teeth let alone control right. what they're looking at <laughs> on the internet but having those conversations and and really trying to instill your values of what is important and what it is you know when they run across something that isn't good or when they run across something that could harm them how they need to respond 
teaching them those skills is important. And unfortunately, I don't think we can look to Facebook to ever teach them those things. Well, we mentioned at the start of our discussion this morning, and I realize your time's important. I've got to let you go here in a few minutes. But <laughs> we mentioned that none of these bills that have been introduced have really passed regulating uh, social media, yeah. if you will. Is there any particular reason why they haven't passed if they've got bipartisan support? Well, there is very effective lobbying from the tech industry. I mean, we're talking about the world's most profitable and 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 highly valued companies essentially sticking, you know, teams of lobbyists and lawyers on all of this. That certainly hasn't helped. And in fact, during the hearing, there was a lot of complaining about that. But the the truth of the matter is also that even whenever you come up with an idea, and I've seen this many times, there are a lot of interesting ideas that come up in Capitol Hill. But every time we then start seeing a debate online about, well, is this going to affect people's ability to free expression? Is this going to harm one political party over the other? And it turns into messy politics instead of what it needs to be, which is focusing on harm and the impacts on children. You've been looking at this for a long time. And I'll, this last question. You said that nothing ever really happens. Where do you see this going? Just more hearings, more discussion, and or is something concrete likely to come out of it this time? Not this time, I don't think so. But I, I do think that these hearings eventually are going to get somewhere, and I'll tell you why. Time will solve some of this, right? The senators who don't understand how the tech industry works we're, are going to have to retire at some point. They're not <laughs> going to be there. And their replacements will have grown up in the Internet age. And I think that having people who even have just daily experience, I, I know some senators who still print out their emails to read them, right? <laughs> I think that having people who have lived in the technology age as children are going to have a much better ability to debate these things and really decide on a lot of these things. And so eventually, yes, it will be solved. Will it happen anytime soon? I don't have a lot of faith. Ian, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. We're talking to Ian Schur, who is CBS's tech expert, CBS News's tech expert, and he's been gracious enough to give us more time than he probably than I probably should have had a right to ask of him. But and is there anything to close out that you'd like to say about yesterday that you think we should know? Yeah, it, it, I think the one thing that's important to keep in mind is that when it comes to technology in general, it's an amazingly powerful tool, right? It has changed society arguably for the better. What we need to do is that I think we need to not only look to Washington to solve some of these issues, but we need to look inside ourselves and our families as well. And that's hard. It's a lot harder than yelling at Washington. And I think that's why it's been tough. I can hardly wait till they tackle AI. Hey, thanks, Ian. Thank <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us this morning. As always, thank you, sir. All right, we've been talking to Ian Schur, CBS's tech uh, expert, on yesterday's hearings. And I've wanted, I've had this topic in my file folder for a couple of days. There are stories um, about in Florida where a House member, where they passed a bill banning children under the age of 16 from creating accounts on social media platforms. There, um, one of the one of their representatives children got caught up in a blackmail sextortion scheme, wound up committing suicide. And then there's the story out of South Carolina, or that was out of South Carolina, out of Florida. There's a story where they are passing that law. So um, we have a lot of children at risk in these things. And, and I really think that it's the time has come. We're in a broadcast business here, and it is highly regulated. I mean, there are all sorts of Federal Communications Commission rules about what kind of content we can provide. We do a show 
show like this, we have a seven-second delay in case somebody starts cursing and swearing or saying inappropriate things, uh, not their opinions, but I mean, if they use they use foul language to express their opinions, we can cut them off. So we ought, we have all sorts of regulations in broadcasting on television, radio, and it's about time that somebody hauls these. Kid, the social media people up short when it comes to the damage they're doing to kids. I have a 15-year-old grandson. I love him dearly. He spends a lot of time staring at screens. He's on Facebook. Uh, I have a 5-year-old grandson coming up, and he spends a lot of time looking at screens, too, but yet he doesn't have that sophistication yet that my 15-year-old grandson does. And I worry about them. I worry about what they're seeing, what they're being exposed to, and it's a concern. And I'm glad they held the hearings, but I, I, I'm sorry that Ian's so pessimistic about what might come out of them. We'll have to take a quick break, and we'll tell you that we're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1950. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles, and they are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. You'll find them on 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That's the Kia dealership. And they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey there, savvy shoppers. Did you know that every purchase you make can make a big impact? That's right. When you shop local, you're not just getting great products. You're supporting the community. Keep your dollars close to home and watch them grow. Local businesses are the heartbeat of the central Susquehanna Valley. So why not make a difference with every swipe of your card or when you open your wallet? Choose local, choose community, and let's build a stronger, more vibrant central Susquehanna Valley together. This reminder is from Super Tech Repair, your tech superhero. Welcome back on board. On the mark, we have two callers on the line. Uh, Bill from Bloomsburg, you were holding on for a long time, but uh, I don't think you want to talk about the topic we're discussing this morning, or am I wrong? No, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain it. There's, okay. <laughs> uh, you you got to keep in mind that uh, the big politicians and how the Democrat were, was able to use companies like Facebook and Twitter and, and and they push their certain they push their narratives with uh, you know with the the vaccine and whatnot and the fake things. But you got to keep in mind that 
when Zuckerberg said, "Oh, you you consume me or whatever," you got to keep in mind that the the politicians already have uh, laws laws in there that they approve that you can't sue the supplier; you can only sue the person that posted it. So he's like, "Hey, come at me!" But <laughs> I know these laws that are in the in there right now, so. You know what I mean? He uh, he's, he's somewhat protected pretty good. Well, that well, that was the point of Lindsey Graham was making yesterday, that really it's hard to sue these tech companies because they, there is a bill, I think it's called the Earn It Act, you know, that hasn't passed yet. And it opens up a pathway for people who believe they or their children have been harmed by social media for them to sue. Right now they can't. Uh, there is limited immunity, or there is an immunity granted to these tech companies. As you just pointed out, I think you can sue the person that made the post, but not the platform that posted it. So that makes it difficult for anybody to get justice, doesn't it? Most definitely, but but it, it, it's it's heart wrenching to hear them stories and, and and it goes on and whatnot and and uh, I just heard of a story I don't know if it was on TV where they have uh, sites where they uh, they have like you know DoorDash they have drug DoorDash I was like but I I forget what they call it but this is. <laughs> The technology is like unbelievable. You mean so you can call some uh, number and somebody will bring drugs to your home? Yeah, I guess there was a college, a female college student that did that. And she, you know, she tried to take something to help keep help her stay up and study, and it killed her. And there's there's a big lawsuit that's uh, that was made the national uh, headlines. I must have missed that. I'm sorry I did. I mean, this is an issue that concerns a lot of people. And I, and really, I think the fact that they're holding hearings is wonderful. But as Ian Scher pointed out, you know, they've held hearings before, and it amounts to about five hours, four or five hours of congressmen or senators yelling at these people, and then nothing happens. Yeah. It affects the common folks like that. But then also, you got to keep in mind that uh, the, the harvesting of data, the spyware that's involved, the algorithms and whatnot, and the Democrats are smart enough to use that, and they and they use it very very hard during the COVID time, uh, and promoting you get the shot and whatnot, and everything will be perfect, and it was just. Uh, yeah, well, a lot just, of, you're right. There was, was a lot of social media BS. about that, too. But, you know, that's that was aimed more at adults, I guess. And uh, I would like to think adults have enough sophistication to determine for themselves whether what's being promoted is worth it or not worth it, you know, or whether it's BS. At least as an adult, you have the capability and the knowledge to go research it and determine whether or not it is actually beneficial for you. Or you can make your own decision about whether it's beneficial if it's up in the air. But, you know, kids don't necessarily have that. But I, I also think back to when I was growing up, and I don't know whether you can relate to this or not, Bill, but I can remember the Roadrunner cartoons, you know, where uh, Wiley Coyote was trying to drop an anvil on the head of, uh, of the Roadrunner as he passed through a canyon. He was blowing him up. You know, we knew that those things 
couldn't be done without hurting, actually hurting someone. And we accepted them for what they were. But today, if you look at some of these pictures, there's a guy on the internet photoshops himself into photo, famous photographs of other people. And you know, you used to say seeing is believing, but you can't believe what you see anymore. You can't believe what you hear anymore. You know, because somebody can manipulate whatever it is you're looking at or hearing to the point that it looks real, but it isn't. And now AI, I just saw George Carlin's heirs are suing some company that made a comedy video of George Carlin using artificial intelligence. I don't think it had his picture, but it had his voice, and they made it sound like if, if you just listened to it, you thought George Carlin right. was still alive and talking about things that are happening yeah, today. He, he, I believe he's gone. They said 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll give you the last word, Bill. Hey, remember I said I I, uh, I, I brought the light how uh, Biden was giving money to the United Nations, which is in turn giving it to Central America and whatnot, giving them food cards and vending cards to come up through, right? Mm -hmm. And I made the comment that uh, my Arcus, like he he he's handicapped because they he can't shut the border down because they're coming, right? So. And and they're piggybacking this war, Ukraine. They want their fourteen billion. Now on the other end, the Democrats want the fourteen billion for housing and transportation, right? right? So not only is the, the the UK money coming up pushing everybody to the border, now Biden's fighting this is where Williams uh, this is where the House speakers fighting because this is why they're in a in a in a standstill with the, the with the border because they want the they want the money for transportation and housing and they want to put them in these sanctuary 11 sanctuary states and then the states have to take care of the problem you okay. know what i'm saying like All right, and you, oh, here's the big thing i wanted to say yesterday our we got more illegal aliens last year than americans born yeah well that's frightening man. i think i think it was in august we surpassed that that's the ones we know so it could be by far much farther than that. Okay. Hey, thank you. I'm sorry. We have another caller we have to take, Bill. Thanks so much for calling. Bob, you're on the mark this morning. Uh, yes. Uh, good. I say good morning, Joe. Good morning, everyone. I, I think there's one point that people are missing in all this, and maybe you can call call me wrong if, if I say something here. Uh, as far as, like, censoring and all that, I mean, you know, I don't care if it's, hey, back when I started in radio, and you know the old days and that, the transmitter and and all our associated programming and everything else was basically censored to the format that the uh, stations were trying to, to uh, uh, you know, whether it be sports or whether it be DJs or whether it be, uh, uh, you know, music or, or Metropolitan Opera or anything else in that, you know, in those days in radio, you know, we did you know we did a lot of things and that but the thing is about you know just to blame the internet for one or two things that happen in the world i don't think it's fair to blame the internet i don't think they're blaming the internet bob i think they're blaming these social media platforms for not yes. protecting kids okay oh okay okay in other words the social media platform that's set up for 
for advertising or for programming. Well, yeah, but they 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 do things that attract kids. I mean, they they actually target so, kids. They have targeted kids in the past. They yeah. get kids on there, and the kids get bullied, and the kids get put into situations. I mean, the most tragic one is that blackmail, that sextortion racket that's going on. I saw now. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I heard, yeah. I mean, that's terrible. And and they've that's, got they've got an obligation to to stop that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. I know when I, of course, when I started at WKOK in 1973, of course, it was AM and FM, and uh, I know we were, you know, every we were responsible for everything, logging everything, and and uh, the uh, this the one song, and I'll never forget it, uh, Kodachrome. When I look back on all the crap I learned in high school, yeah, the crap. Well, people we had to take crap. crap out of that song. And I had to play that on cart rather than record. Yeah. Hey, I heard you right. That, that but anyhow, that's the responsibility that WKOK has always had, and God bless you for keeping up the tradition. Okay, thanks a lot, Bob. And then remember, what was the other one? Uh, Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. Been up and down the highway, haven't seen a blank, blank thing. That got cut out a lot of places over the years. Now today, some of the songs, if you cut them out, if you cut out the offensive material, there'd only be one or two words. Okay, Stan, you're on the mark from Danville. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, yeah, the tech crap, that's, uh, you know, that's all a bunch of <laughs> well, well, bunch there's things of you could say about it, but they're not allowed in the air, so well, what, I won't. What is it a bunch of? What are you saying? The, the hearings are, the hearings well, are useless? Well, there's stuff that goes on. Okay. I mean, you, you got the tech uh businesses, you know, the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the whatever, censoring people that they don't like, but they allow crap to go through, makes perfect sense to me. How about you, Joe? Does that make well, perfect sense to I, you? I agree that the fact that they were, you know, there was pretty positive proof that they were coming after conservative groups, some of these platforms. No argument there. I mean, I, that's pretty obvious that they were doing that. But I, I think you have to focus, at least adults, we can complain about that. We can identify it. We can complain about it. What bothers me is the insidious attempts to attract children to platforms to sell them things. The other day, my five-year-old grandson ordered something. <laughs> he got his father's phone, and he ordered something online. Uh, just to it was that easy. It was that easy for well, him to do. But, my son had to call the company back and tell them that, look, my five-year-old got a hold of my phone. He did this. But kids today are tech-savvy, but they're not able to process what it is they're being bombarded with. Well, you know what the answer to that is? I'm waiting. Parents need, parents need to take control. And it's not up to big, big brother government. Big brother government can uh, stop the big tech companies from uh, censoring people. But as far as what the kids do, that's, uh, that's on the parents. Parents don't have to give them the phone. They don't have to allow them on the computer well, without can... supervision, you know, other than to do schoolwork or whatever is required for school. They don't have to, but they do. So until the parents wake up and, uh, you know, do, do their due diligence and make sure the kids aren't observing and getting into stuff that they shouldn't, uh, it's not going to change. The companies aren't going to change because they're making billions off of people's information. Whether it's the kids, their parents, or whoever, they're making billions. They ain't going to change. Even if even if they pass legislation that says they have to, they won't. They'll just, you know, they got the money. They'll just accept the lawsuits or whatever and uh, go for carry on. 
Well, as Ian even pointed out, there are no shortage of lobbyists who are employed by these people and uh, doing what they need to do to get these bills from not being passed. I mean, it's kind of a shame that our legislature is so bought and paid for, our Congress and Senate are so bought and paid for, that good, meaningful legislation can't get through because somebody's paying a lot of money to block it. Well, in some days, I'm kind of glad no legislation's being passed, because that's what they're whining about, oh, the Republican Congress, blah, 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 ineffective, not passing any legislation. Well, sometimes that's a good thing. Okay, the less intrusion the government has upon the people, the better off we are. And if they're not passing legislation, they're not making more rules, stupid rules. Well, I'll tell you, you know, what. And, and, and until they come up with, because, well, the other day they did something. I'm not sure if it was yesterday or the day before in the House. They, I don't know if it was a resolution or whether they were going to try and make it a law or whatever. But basically it was that no participants in the October 7th attack on Israel, Palestinian-wise, will not be allowed to come to the U.S. as a refugee or whatever. You know, and it passed by a margin of almost unanimous, but there was two, two congresswomen that decided that they didn't think that was a good idea, that, you know, everybody should be allowed to come to this country, Palestine, no matter they commit atrocities, you know, rape, murder, and suicide, uh, you know, whatever. That was Tlaib and Cori Bush. Yeah, so I don't know what they're what's they're thinking. Even even the other squad members said that was probably a good idea that they shouldn't be allowed in the country. But these two radicals said that hey, no problem. Just because they committed some atrocities, let them in. I I, I don't get it. But you know that that comes hand you know hand in hand with uh, you know the what's going on at the border. And you just, I don't know where you talked to about it yesterday because I didn't hear. Uh, wasn't listening. Uh, oh, shame on you! Up in New York City, up in New York City, those that you know, gang of illegals Five attacked beat those two up cops. the state police. Yes, yeah, beat up the police. Yeah, we did mention that yesterday. I did. Okay. The only the you only know, place and, and I what saw. What happened to them? <clears throat> what happened to them? They, Joe? they were they arrested. were arrested and immediately released with no bail. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Alvin Bragg thinks they're fine, upstanding young people. Yeah, and now if if you or I would do something to that cops, which I know we won't, Joe. But we would probably be shot, which, quite frankly, would be justified when you have a gang. I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't pull their guns and start shooting. I mean, they were on the ground getting viciously kicked and beat All right. by these scum. No argument. And until the scum are re removed from this country, we're going to continue to have this problem. And their military-age males, the ones who were doing it, wasn't women. It was males, well, military age. They no. weren't here with families. We need to get the scummery off the Internet, too. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I don't disagree with that. And, you know, the ones that go after kids, they need to be removed. And and I'm of the theory that the ones that are going after the kids and they get caught, they should be removed permanently from society, however you want to do that, whether it's in prison or, or, the, or the hangman's nuisance in town square, whatever. Okay. Well, you're but tough. that's what and, needs and, to be done. And I, should we continue to buy our bullets? Absolutely, because we're definitely <laughs> going to need them. Okay. Hey, Stan, thank you so much. Appreciate your call. Call right. as always, have sir. It. Have a good one. All right. Uh, hang on, caller. We have one line open, 570-743-9565. We have to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of On the Mark. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? 
SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Relaxed, rejuvenated, and refreshed. That's what life is like at Nottingham Village Senior Living Community in Northumberland. And at Heather Court at Nottingham Village, they're focused on supporting and enriching the lives of loved ones needing memory care. It's the area's newly built freestanding memory care facility with four distinct neighborhoods supporting 12 individuals and semi-private and private bedroom layouts, all designed to offer a home-like setting. Meals are offered in a family manner. There's a full kitchen in each neighborhood. Residents can enjoy homemade meals and snacks, and food is prepared any time of the day. Plus, it's a safer, more secure environment where your loved ones receive exceptional 24-7 memory care from certified dementia care specialists and practitioners on staff. And all suites are spacious with home-like settings, including beds and linens, wardrobes, nightstands, wall-mounted LED TVs in all the rooms, and so much more. If this sounds like a place to call home for a loved one needing memory care, call Al Seidel today at 570-473-2360 to schedule a visit and learn more. Nottingham Village, Knights Road, Northumberland, online at nottinghamvillage.org. You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often, but the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. Welcome back on board on the mark, 570-743-9565. We have two callers on the line. We'll get to them in the order in which they came in. And Dan from New Berlin is first. Good morning, sir. We're talking this morning about social media and whether hey, or good, not it needs to be regulated. Hey, good morning, Joe. Hey, it's just a coincidence maybe that you put that COVID-19 shot ad on right before I got on because that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Social media would not allow any narrative except that COVID, the so-called COVID-19 vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, but that's all they allowed on. They would, any other treatment for COVID-19, they wouldn't allow on. Like, example, one that really worked was ivermectin. They would not allow any of that on their social media platform. So they're a propaganda used by the Biden administration. They were used by the Biden administration to promote one narrative, as do not just social media, but media other media like WKOK, whatever, they all would not present the other side of the issue. And uh, they're e equally guilty. Uh, we, had, we had quite a the people. Biden administration narrative we on had, that. Dan, we had quite a few people called in and touted the benefits of some of these other treatments, and we yep. didn't stop them from doing it. Yep, and I know I I was one of them, and and you know that's the only way. Sometimes the truth gets out, 
if it wouldn't be for this talk show, it would be basically one narrative. You go by the Biden administration, what they tell you, that's the truth. Now, uh, there I won't mention, but there was uh, there's a radio station uh, west of here, and they have three outlets, and they put on the truth. But even the nonprofit station at Danville, which I listen to still, they didn't put out the truth. They would only put out the Biden narrative. And so you see how people are taught uh, but Dan, showing one thing. You're talking about a controversial issue, and, and many people disbelieve what you just said. I believe that, the, that there were benefits to taking the shots, and I took them. I, I don't think that social media should have banned people who had other opinions. That's wrong. I think in the marketplace of free ideas, we all are entitled to our opinion, and then we are entitled to express that opinion. And whether or not anybody agrees with us, fine. You know, I, you don't have to agree with me. I don't have to agree with you. But, you know, you say it's right. the truth. I think the truth is entirely different. Well, you, if you don't hear uh, both sides, if you don't, if you get one side of the issue, you're you're going to believe that one side. I, I have relatives that will not hear my side of the issue because they were so convinced by the all they heard, and all they heard was one side. They would make fun of ivermectin. They'd make fun of all the other treatments for COVID-19, not because they're stupid, but because they're ignorant of the facts that there's two sides. And there were people used ivermectin were healed quicker than using the COVID-19 shot. So, you know, so if you only hear one side, well, I'll that's agree what with you you're going to believe in. We know, Joe, you know that, I know that. That when you, that the media basically puts out one side, ninety over ninety percent of the media is pro Biden. Well, as you say, if if you were in charge of the media, would you have allowed the other people who said, "I think the vaccine is great," to come on the air and say it? Sure, okay. you got to have both, Joe. I'm for both sides. Yeah, but you Put said yours is the truth. You said yours is the truth. So if you have the truth, why would you allow? I, hey. Well, I listen. I'm open, but when you eliminate one side of the issue, Whoops. it looks like you're trying to, to trying to talk me into something. Well, I, I know I can't talk you into anything, Dan. We got to take a break. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks so much. I won't try to talk you into anything. We have another caller on the line. We do have to take our final break of the day. One of our emailer or texter says, Joe, you ridiculed people that mentioned the use of ivermectin as using a horse wormer, not for human use. That was misinformation on your part. But I didn't stop people from telling me that I was wrong. If you thought I was wrong, you could say it. I just think taking a horse wormer for COVID was a dumb thing to do. You think it was a brilliant thing to do. Okay, you take it, I won't. So what's the harm? All right, we'll take our final break of the day and then we'll get to Joe from Sunbury on the mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to stuffed crust, here at Papa John's, we know our stuff. Because when you've hand-stuffed as many crusts as we have, you know you become a stuffed legend. And now we're bringing you another epic flavor combination with the new Cheesy Calzone Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza. Made with a blend of mozzarella and garlic or ricotta, this pizza has your favorite calzone flavors stuffed right into Papa John's original crust. The new Cheesy Calzone Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza. Get a one-topping pizza for a limited time, only at Papa John's. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474. Welcome back to On the Mark. We have one caller on the line, one line open, 570-743-9565. Joe from Sunbury, you're on the mark. Right. Uh, I told the call screener a, a certain subject, but I want to talk about what Van said, too, since that came up while I was listening. Okay. All right? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, you're talking, uh, which I don't really know much about social media. It'd be hard for me to comment on that but uh, i know that uh, your concerns with children too that's you know but i really can't comment on social media much so what uh, you're talking about regulation the media right so i i would say that if you agree or disagree or not sure that the biden administration used social media to suppress people's first amendment rights so here's what happens that the the government cannot and will not be able to pass a law to suppress First Amendment rights. So they conspired with the social media, whatever their names are, I'm not even sure, and then they did it. So that is illegal. That is illegal for the government to do that, right? Have you heard this over the past couple years? Well, I mean, the, the government, if they ordered them to do it, uh, right. it would be yeah, illegal. All, but all if they the just suggested to not them... Not all, but let's just say that the Biden administration influenced social media to dampen certain messages or to to eliminate them or however you want to put it. I I know we don't have much time to go into details, but that's, say, okay, let's just leave it as uh, an accusation from conservatives. All right. right? That's been out there for years. Yes, it has That's what they were doing during um, COVID especially and get out to vote and things like that. So that is illegal. If, But the problem is, you're talking about regular... If people would have been charged in the government and there would have been uh, findings and, you know, the testimony about how that would work if the government is influencing them and they were found guilty and they were punished, you wouldn't need regulations. You, may, you might have people stopping not doing that from the government, right? And social media, I believe, too, can have some free will. But when the government gets involved, which is the accusation, and they they tell the media what to put, what they're allowed to put on, 
or you know hey you know this kind of message don't leave on wink wink and that so that's illegal you do realize that right i don't know that it's illegal for example let, let, okay. let me let me now, no no no, no no hold on a second let me finish let's take for example the case of hunter biden's laptop it was told to uh, the media that it was uh, chinese uh, russian disinformation it turned out that it wasn't russian disinformation but people were told that now nobody ordered the media or the social media to do it but they did it and that doesn't make it ill it's not they illegal they try to suppress people's first amendment rights and that's what they did with people that were contrary to the narrative that the, the vaccine is good, uh, Pfizer and the other ones will make billions, and, the, and you know, it's free, right? All those shots were free, right? Yeah, right. So that, that's my point on that, I, that the administration of any, not, not just Biden, but any administration that tries to use uh, uh, an entity like that to suppress speech, they're just going around the long Congress because they know it would never go. So, if right. you have a comment on that, well, that's well, fine. What I'm telling you, influencing fine. somebody to do something isn't a crime. Committing yes, it the, is the, by no, it the isn't. government to support. No, it's not. Speech it, it's it not is a, a crime. If the government comes up and says to you quietly, listen, Joe, I think you ought to do this. And you, they don't order you, they don't threaten you. Uh, yeah, you, they do, though. How, well, yeah, even when the government tells you, that is a threat. They can't even do that. The, uh, the idea of that, that the government's saying do that, is enough of a threat. But it's a political thing, too, because po no, politicians no, do that not all the time. Not the way that they did it to suppress the speech. That's what I'm, I'm talking about, First Amendment rights of people that were on the internet or on Facebook that these doctors from Stanford that weren't allowed to give their opinion not me and you not me no that's not what I'm ta I'm talking about professionals that were trying to get a different message across that were banned and I, I don't even know how you do it uh, but they weren't allowed to give their and that was because the government influenced social media to suppress their message and that is illegal. Well, I think that you know, I understand your point, and I don't entirely disagree. But let's say that there is people believe that that this is necessary for your health. All these experts, all these medical experts, the mainstream medical experts are saying oh, this is okay, this is good. This is good for you. You should take this, and they back it up with studies. And the president of the United States, who is an ultra conservative, says this is good for you. You know, I don't think there's any harm in trying to promote that. Joe, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Call back Monday. We'll let, give you more time to finish it. And uh, one of our other listeners says, Joe ivermectin is and was approved for human use long before COVID. Okay. Hey, thanks for being with us today. It was an exciting day. We look forward to being with you again on Monday. And on the mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, this is WKOK Sunbury.